and thanks for joining the third episode of the Dating Chronicles podcast. Thank you to everyone who has been watching and following the journey so far each week. Just a reminder that the podcast is available on Spotify, Amazon Music, and the video reels are uploaded on Instagram at underscore dating chronicles underscore every Thursday at 9 p.m. Follow the Instagram page, like, comment, and share with everyone that you know. Some of you may be thinking after watching the first two episodes that I'm exaggerating a little bit, that the dating can't be that bad. The stories that I've shared are specific to me so far, and they don't apply to everyone. But as I've promised, we have a guest on today's episode. She is here to share her own experiences with dating and prove that I am telling the truth, that dating is in fact as challenging as I have been saying for most people out there. This is my good girlfriend, Toya. She lives here in the DMV where I am. And we have some intro questions that we're going to get through so that the audience can get to know her as I do. So Toya, thanks for joining me this evening. Um, Can we start with how old you are? Can you share that with our audience today? Well, I'm 40. And fabulous. You forgot that part. (laughs) Um, How long have you been single? About two years. Okay. And um, are you currently dating right now for a long-term relationship or another reason? I'm not dating at all. You're not dating at all? No. Right now, I just don't have an interest in dating. I'm kind of on hiatus. Okay. That's fair. I think I'm probably in in the same region right now, just taking a little break. It's it's stressful. Um, Do you have... Can you tell me the last date that you went on then? It's been a few months ago. Um, yeah, about about three months ago. Okay, that's fair. Do you have any online dating profiles, or did you have dating profiles when you were in the mix? So I had a few. Um, my favorite being. Go ahead. So my favorite being Match. dot com. Um. That is my fate. That was my favorite. Um, I don't have any currently. I'm just over dating. Um, I don't blame you. This dating pool is trash. See, the, see, the see. Dating, the dating, and we're going to just be honest. Let's get into it. The dating in the DMV is trash. See, I used the word trash last week when people said I was exaggerating. It's not that bad. It really is that bad. Okay, so now that we've established that it's not just me, um, let me ask if you have, if you can think of one story that stands out to you in the recent dating experiences that you've had here in the DMV that you can share with our lovely audience. So one good one. Mm-hmm. One good one. Okay. And I bought my glass because I want to hear this. <laughs> So, um, let's see. So, of course, like I said, I've been doing a little online dating for about a year now. And I have been on my favorite site, Match.com. It got oversaturated with just a lot of um, trash. So, therefore, I decided to try a new site. And um, which site? Which which site was that? Tinder. <laughs> oh. Tinder. So I decided to try Tinder. Um, I have a few, you know, friends that have tried Tinder, 
And um, I decided to give it a try myself. And um, the reason... So just let me let me say this. When I initially started my, um, you know, opened my Tinder account, I had a picture of a piece of cake as my profile picture. What kind of cake? I don't know. It was like a 4th of July red, <laughs> white, and blue cake. <laughs> and I would have men messaging me. Mm-hmm. And they said things like, um, are you as sweet as this profile picture? I like to see what's behind that cake or can I get behind that cake? It was it was madness. For those who don't know, Tinder is for hookups. Hookups and people who are just interested in sex and one night stands. You are not going to find the love of your life on Tinder ever, ever. Okay? So just I was FYI. But I'm I just think, saying. okay. So I wasn't looking for the love of my life. I think I was just exploring. Okay, no problem. So, anyways, I <laughs> I decided to give it a go, mm-hmm. and I changed my profile picture to my actual photo. Okay, and um, you know, I got a lot of messages, a lot of um, males in the area, and one male in particular stood out, and. Um, he was really attractive, not my norm, not my type, but, um, you know, attractive. So we were kind of messaging each other back and forth. And then um, conversation was going well. So we exchanged phone numbers and he asked me on a date, planned the date, everything. So I agreed and we went out on like a Friday night. Both of us met at like um, like halfway between where he lived and where I lived, and we went to went to a wine bar. Really, really chill. We spent a couple of hours just chatting and chatting, and the conversation went so well. That's not promising so far, right? And so, true gentleman, um, you know, pulled out the chair for me, took my coat. You know, he paid for the date. So about nine o'clock, about two hours in right now, he says, um, you know, I don't want you to be out too late. Total gentleman. Gentleman. Because I don't want you to be out too late. So, you know, let's get you home or we can continue tonight. Okay. We like options. Continue tonight. Okay. I don't have anything to do. So he's asking me, do I like hookah? Because I'm from Georgia. I don't like hookah <laughs> just because. And um, he says, well, do you like the cigar lounge? What do you like to do? I said, okay, we can go to the cigar lounge. And he said, cool. I said, but I don't drive in the city. He said, well, you can ride with me. So I paused. And I said, well, um, are you going to murder me? <laughs> That is, that is a valid question. And he says, well, if I was going to murder you, I wouldn't tell you. Probably not. So I said, well, do I go home on a Friday night or do I get murdered? Hmm. I'm going to go with go to the saga <laughs> and hopefully I don't get murdered. Oh, Lord. So 
go to the parking deck and I had to move my vehicle. And, you know, he he's like, well, my, my vehicle is on the opposite side. So we walk over to his vehicle. I don't like where this is going. And it was a white van. And there it is. The murder van. So I'm standing here in front of a white van. Mm-hmm. No judgment to anybody who has a white van or a van at all. I'm judging. It's but, the murder van. You know, I'm I'm at this point. I'm at the crossroad. Do I get in the van or do I go home? <laughs> so he's been such a gentleman. I've already Googled his phone number. So I knew his name, his address. I had already checked his voter registration. So I knew who he was. On paper. Yeah, I mean, well, he was kind of known throughout the city. Okay. So he proceeds to open the door like a gentleman. (laughs) And I got in the van. So I get in the van, and while I'm waiting for him to get in the driver's seat, I turn around, and I realize that this van does not have any seats. So he gets in, and I'm like, oh, my God, is this where keep the bodies he's like no i don't put bodies in my van you know the kind of work that i do so i'm like yeah i guess Mm -hmm. so we're traveling into the city okay and the conversation is just great we're talking about goals he's you know he's like he's very interested in you know my dreams my future my career some future um you know, endeavors that I have and it's just great. And we we pull up to this cigar lounge. He opens the door. When he gets out, he opens the door. He's a gentleman. So we go in and you know he's pulling out the chair. He is very protective. He wants to hold hands. You know, he's um indulging in you know, wine and cigars. I'm having a couple of drinks Mm -hmm. and it's just so nice to be out. So somewhere along the lines, um, you know, it's late and we decide to leave. He drives me back to my vehicle. And I think that it went smooth because my, what I had in mind was if this didn't work out, when I got to the cigar lounge, that there were gonna be other sexy, available, older men at the cigar lounge. Yeah, she likes old guys. Yeah, I like old guys. <laughs> and so then I was gonna just Uber back if this didn't work out. But I mean, hey, I got back in the van, drove back to my vehicle. So we're sitting in the parking deck. Chemistry is so great. Um, it's like we didn't want to leave each other, but, you know, we're in a parking garage. So he put his hands on my shoulder. And here it comes. And he like, kind of leans in to give me a kiss. And I'm like, I don't know. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay. We had fun time. Oh, no. <laughs> That's when I realized, like, this tender right here. Uh-huh. It's going up. Look, so he was like, it's okay. The hookup. So then I kind of leaned in. I let him kiss me on the cheek. And 
as he's kissing me on the cheek, he kind of started fumbling with his belt. He says, well, let's do something spontaneous. Mm-hmm. I said, spontaneous? I just got in your van <laughs> and rode in the city. <laughs> That's enough for me. So all of a sudden, I see him pull out his penis. And he started shaking it. <laughs> And I'm like, oh my. What in the world? So at this point, I'm done. I'm like, you know what? It's been real. I'm done. Thanks for inviting me out. And he's like, come on now, come on now. Uh-uh. And I said, is this why you have any seats in the back? No, thank you. Was it a mattress back here? No, it wasn't. I can't. So I put my hand on the door handle and opened the door. He's like, wait a minute. I'm like, no, I got to go. It's late. You know, thanks again. And I slithered out the van. <laughs> and I got in my vehicle and I drove as fast as I could out of that parking deck. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the foolishness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I thought I was making this up. I'm not. I, <laughs> this is real. This is real stuff. So I went home and I, I went to bed. The next morning, I woke up and I deleted every trace of Twitter, Match, anything I had on my phone. Um, I I deleted TikTok, everything. I didn't want anything. I didn't want no man to find He's ruined her for life. He's ruined her for life. So, I texted him. Because I wasn't, I, I, I didn't even want to talk to him. I texted him and I said, hey, you know, thank you for inviting me out. Um, the night was great, but I don't think that, you know, we'll, we need to continue, you know, take care. And he in turn called me and told me that I was giving up too fast. And I'm like, sir, Mm-mm. I'm good. Blocked his number. No, thank you. Kept it moving. So that was my craziest See? date. Y'all think yeah. y'all think I make this stuff up? I do not. This is just one of the people that I know who has had experiences similar to the interesting ones that I have had that I want to share with you all. I told you the next couple episodes that we have here are going to be guests that are going to be sharing their experiences. So tell me the other theories that you have about the people in the DMV and not wanting to date depending on where they live or where you live. So I think that people, I would say men date in a radius. Um, You have men who, I thought it was a myth that men in Maryland didn't want to date women in Virginia. Um, Because I would think, you know, at our big age that they wouldn't have, you know, criminal past or warrants that would keep them from crossing the border. But these are like very successful um, (laughs) men who have decided that Virginia is not the place to date women in Virginia. Though they love us, they just will not cross this border. They want the chase for you to come and visit them. I was deemed um, geographically undesirable mm-hmm. by a guy. I, I guess. Oh. He said, 
you are geographically undesirable. Um, no one is going to come and visit you until you move. I even had an offer for a guy to move me across the border just so I would be closer. He said, you need to be with other people. In Maryland. Yeah, in Maryland. Because you're never going to find a man that's going to come and visit you, mm-hmm. you know, from Maryland. I've actually had an opposite experience because I think that men in Maryland are geographically unattractive to me because I don't want to drive. I don't want to drive to Maryland to visit them, uh-huh. but I have had people in Maryland visit me in Virginia. I've, I've not, I think we've talked about this before. The mm-hmm. experiences that you have had with men not wanting to come here to see you. I've never I've never had a man in Maryland say, because you live in Virginia, I'm not going to come see you. I've never experienced that before. So when I look at people on dating apps and profiles or find out where they live, if I feel that if it's more than 30 minutes, I'm not going. Mm-hmm. That's just my personal preference. So, sorry. And now, don't get me yeah. wrong. If it's like a chemistry thing, a mutual attraction, like we've been talking and I really feel you or whatever, I'll make an exception. But off of the initial conversation oh i live in waldorf yeah that's not gonna work for me sorry i'm not i'm not traveling that far you know i have so i've probably i've only dated men that lived in maryland oh only okay now have i had men to come visit me one man that i dated continuously but the others i probably didn't even want them to come and visit um, you know, my where I lived or my area. Um, I didn't have a problem because I I understood. I, I took out the kind of the silliness that I'm gonna say it was silliness that they threw at me. I kind of deemed that the traffic was a little bit heavy coming south. Versus north. So it was more convenient for me to visit them. Sure. Versus them coming and visit me. And I just didn't want them to come, you know, to my place. But um, yet to be told that no one wants to date you from Maryland, if you live in Virginia, or even in, you know, D.C. or places um, about 20 miles away. Everybody's in a radius. I also believe that there are a group of men who enjoy the chase. You know, this is an area where there's a lot of, you know, successful people and the men enjoy women to chase them. You know, they are the prize. They are, you know, most of, most of these guys are the guys that nobody would date in high school, (laughs) but they got a little money. So now they, you know, feel like they're the high value, the high quality. So you must do this. And I mean, I've had experiences where guys said, I only date women who wear dresses and lingerie and uh, speak to me in a certain tone. And I'm okay. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of this and it's not just one person. It is a lot of men think like that here. Um, so dating can be challenging if you aren't 
ready to kind of morph or mold yourself into the kind of woman that these men want to date. And if you don't, you are deemed as you want to be independent and you're trying to be a man and masculine. So I don't want to, you know, I don't want to date you or you're going to be single forever. When do you think that the dating world changed so drastically? I remember a time when you can go out to a place and you would go to a bar and a guy would, you know, see you from across the room and he would send you a drink and that would start a conversation and that would turn into, oh, let's go out or, oh, let's, you know, whatever. Like things like that don't even happen anymore. Men, and even if you're out in wherever, a supermarket, a gas station, nobody approaches anybody anymore. Everything is generated from online interactions. When do you think that the whole dynamic of dating change. So what I've been told is um, men are afraid to approach women because they feel, I guess they don't want to be rejected or they don't want to feel like um, they're like being intrusive or a lot of the things women accusing men of things, they don't Mm -hmm. want to put themselves in that predicament. Um, I don't understand how difficult it would be if you see someone across the room to say hi right. and see what happens right. if someone reciprocates a hello or, you know, it's organic in that sense. Right. You know, for me, I do enjoy, I have enjoyed online dating mm-hmm. because it, it did give me a chance to kind of meet someone without all the, you know, you, you look you look like this or you know, you're prone to want to have the sexual kind of experience very quickly, mm-hmm. get to know each other because, you know, you're, you're busy and, you know, maybe you're a person who aren't, you know, you're not out and about and on, I guess out in the social world. Right. But, um, I think, I don't know. I think a lot of this has to do with, um, the abundance of options. And so instead of meeting someone and getting to know that one person, it's cute to just be online chatting with an abundance of people. Um, Putting yourself out there is kind of outdated, I guess. Right. That's one thing that I cannot do. I don't have the capacity to multi-date. When I am dating, it's one person at a time. Mm-hmm. If for some reason that doesn't work, then I'll move on to someone else. But to have to be dating multiple people at once, trying to remember whose name is whose and where and what one person told me versus what the other person told me, I would totally, totally mess that up. So that is not something that I am very good at. So don't worry, guys. I'm only dating one. <laughs> well, these look, but people out here, not just dating multiple people, they're married and then oh, they're yeah. trying to date. Oh, yeah. That um, too. Listen, I went out to a, a bar one night and this guy, he sent drinks over. Mm. So I'll, this is, they're out. Like, they don't do that. Right. They dating. don't do that anymore. So, matter of fact, I was out with a girlfriend. He sent me a drink. Mm. He sent my girlfriend a drink. He's like, Pick them whatever they want. Mm-hmm. So he comes over. He says, um, 
my name is such and such. I said, my name is such and such. He says, um, you know, I like your accent. Where are you from? I tell him. And I said, well, where do you live? Mm -hmm. He lives in Maryland. Oh, there it is. <laughs> in Maryland. I said, well, why are you here? Mm -hmm. and he says, well, I just decided I want to get out tonight. And Okay, it's a little bit far if you just want to get out. Mm -hmm. And so he says, well, give me your phone number. Oh, it's been a minute since someone asked me. Right. So I said, well, if I gave you my number, I said, how would your wife feel about it? Because I'm just kind of, uh, you know, kind of probing, right. seeing what happens. Right. Did he have a ring on? No. Okay. But he was older. He says, oh, it won't matter. Oh. So, excuse me? <laughs> so the wrong answer, because you would think he would say, oh, I'm, I'm not married. married. Exactly. <laughs> he I'll says, tell you. He says, um. Doesn't matter. Just know I'm I'm single, and I could be single. No, but thanks for the dream. Boy, that's so it's a it's a abundance of things going on out here. It's the married men that are in the dating pool. It's the single men who, oh my God, they are unavailable, mm -hmm. emotionally unavailable. Mm -hmm. Um, their standards are so high and they are probably very low mm -hmm. on the totem pole. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, dating is a little trashy. See, I told, I, I'm trying to tell you all, I am not making this up. Thank you for joining me this evening. I appreciate your story. I appreciate your honesty. Ladies and gentlemen, this is our third episode of Dating Chronicles. I have five more episodes to go, and I have more guests that is going to be sharing their stories and their experiences. So stay tuned. Dating Chronicles on Instagram, underscore Dating Chronicles, underscore. Make sure that you tune in every Thursday at 9 p.m., that you like the Instagram page, that you follow the Instagram page, and that you share with everyone that you know. And we will see you every Thursday at 9. See you later.